Hey, everybody. Welcome to Better. I'm Julie Duffy, and joining me is Dr. John Duffy. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hey, so this is our first ever listener Q&A. Yeah, this is our listener Q&A. I'm excited about this. I love the idea. I want someday to take calls on the podcast. We'll do it. We'll do it. But this is step number one. We're going to do like actual interaction. I don't know what any of the questions are. No, you don't. And we're going to do some, we'll do some Facebook live question Q&A things coming up. We'll have more information about that soon. Plus, we're going to do a musical episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Yes, I know you guys have heard maybe ad nauseum about John's new book, Parenting the New Teen in the Age of Anxiety. Is that a number one new release on any on Amazon? It or sure anyone? is. It is? And but how many categories? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> here's what I want to say. Um, in case you don't realize it, honestly, uh, I want you to know this. John... Lest you think John is just some media psychologist, I know there's a lot of posts about with John on TV and John on the radio, and he did, you know, it dawned on me, you know, years into your regular appearances on Steve Harvey, that none of those people knew that you were in private practice. (laughs) You, they called you one day, you went on the show, you did such a great job that they just kept calling you, and I, I know that a a couple people very long into knowing you. you know, just think that you're the media guy, media psychologist guy. It's really because of my hair. It's because of your hair. I do get my hair done professionally every morning. And it's understandable. But um, John is the real deal. You, he is, trust me, because I'm his wife. <laughs> and I'm wondering where he is all the time. And, and, he, and where he is, is he's in his freaking office talking to our kids, our collective kids, um, way more than any human should, but that's okay. There's no one better at it, and he knows what they have on their minds. He knows what they have on their plates. He knows what their struggles are. He knows how we are um, serving them and how we are helping them and how we are not and how we are maybe um, unwittingly adding to their burden. So also, if you think he's just a guy who wants to write books, you know, um, not necessarily. In fact, he didn't even really feel like writing another parenting book. But things have changed so radically that he felt he had to. And so um, take advantage of this opportunity to know what John knows and hear what John hears and read this book. Um, Really, every parent needs to read it. Every parent needs this information, you know, starting with kids age seven, eight, nine. Um, it's it's a lot. It's not depressing. It's information that you need to have, and then you'll be able to, you know, form an alliance with your child, a connection with your child, and help them navigate and help them thrive and help them shine the way they were meant to. So it's you know, a beautiful life that they have um, and that they want and that they deserve. And this book will help them get there. Um, So that's my pitch. Um, And please, just to continue it for a second, tell your friends about it. Tell your school board about it. Tell your school about it. Tell your school administration about it. Tell everybody about it, please. Um, 
you know, if you see a post and you feel like it, share it. We want every, we just want the word out there because this is really important information. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Babe, that was beautiful. Like, thank you. That, but it's, that, it's that was true. Perfection. Anyway, this has been better than the podcast. <laughs> Take care. That's it. We're not going to improve on that. That yeah. was perfection. But yeah, I just realized sometimes, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff out there online and in our social media. And I know we are guilty of um, posting a lot about this stuff, um, for lack of a better word. But it's because it's become a passion of ours. And it's a passion of mine now um, because I've gotten so involved. And now I know this information and I know how little I knew about it. If you think you know, you probably don't. So, yeah, so it's that's true. super new um, and super loaded, but again, beautiful. And beautiful. so, you know, so read this book. On that note, we're going to take, we have gotten some questions um, from listeners, and John um, <laughs> doesn't know what they are. So this is, this is going to be a little Ask Dr. Duffy um, with a little input from Julie Duffy segment. <laughs> should we have, I feel like there should be Number some one. kind of a, like a drum solo, uh, like, you know, know viewer, some like some kind of musical interlude totally into the segment. We need, right? Because right. if we're, we're going to have segments now, you know, we're going to do segments. <laughs> Wait, what's we the one from Blue's Clues? Mail time, mail time, open the mailbox and see what's inside. <laughs> oh, that was present time. No. No, that mail. was mail time. No. Mail. Wait, there were jazz hands. Oh, oh. right. Right. Well, did Side Table Drawer have a song? I think we're getting off track. Just a hair. Shoot. I'm going to, th- oh, I'll, I'll look that up. Okay. So here we go. First question. Let me see which one. Um, okay. So uh, Jenny asks How do you get your son to share with you what's going on at school? From general things like classes and teachers to what's going on socially in his world. Talking to my son is like pulling teeth, even for the most general of subjects. The answer is always fine or good, which is reassuring, but I want to know more so I can understand where he is. Great question. That is a great question. And um, so where a lot of us put our juice when we want to know that stuff is into the question. And we will keep pounding away at that question. Fine, like how? Tell me more. Tell me more. How's math class going? Um, A lot of the juice for that question happens at a different time than when you're asking it. In other words, what you want to do a lot of the time is just talk to your kid broadly about their lives. Hang out with them when they're watching something. You're going to hear me say the same thing a lot because... Um, you want to grease the skids a little bit. You want, want them to know, hey, I'm your ally. I'm not, I'm not in your life to spy on you. I'm not in your life to catch you. I want to understand you and I want to know you. And if you need somebody, you'll know I'm there. But I'm not here to pry. And so that's the vibe you want to give. And that's going to take up some time. So you're going to get one word answers until you sit back and chill with them. So in order to get your kid to talk more about school, talk to them a lot about something other than school. Right. And, right. So, and, you know, you talk about sometimes kids open up, often they open up when you're doing something else. Like, I don't know, shooting baskets or playing a video game or, um, you know, watching a show. Then they'll start to comment, maybe tell you a story. Um, so it doesn't always happen 
with the questions, right? Just like you said. Well, and here's where kids here's where kids shine, in a way. Um, so asking, you know, how was school? For a lot of kids, that's a loaded question, and it feels like ooh, it's leaden for kids. You know, you're trying to get get something out of me. You want to know how the math quiz went, or you want to know what's going on with my friends, or, or whatever. You know, you're you're gunning for something. You're trying to gather intel on me. Or it's just a generic question like how are you how was your day fine right. i mean like you know like small talky kind of maybe but where kids so so when i'm talking to kids where they start talking a lot is asking them about something specific like you know um you know what is the so i hear every class at your school is a little different. Like some classes are racier, some classes are more conservative, some classes are all jocks, some classes seem to be, what is your class like? You know what I mean? Like, and what are your friends like? You know, what do you guys do? And, you know, by and large, what do people your age, what do, they, what do you guys do on like a Friday night? Like kind of ask broad general, almost like you're doing a sociological survey. And then you can eventually, they'll tell you stories about their, their friends and then themselves. So if you think, Big picture. Picture a big circle around your kid. Ask about the biggest circle you can think of and then work your way in slowly. <laughs> and you will eventually get to, they'll eventually tell you a story about them and their friends. But I always start way on the margins. And it doesn't, here, here's the thing, parents, listen to me carefully. It doesn't have to happen today. Right. In other words, the whole conversation doesn't have to happen today. You haven't lost parenting if you don't get to the center of the Tootsie Roll right now. You can wait and start big and let it sit. Come back to it later. Hey, you were telling me the other day or ask a different question. You know what I mean? Like, you know. Yeah. 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 And, and part of it is to, um, you know, dependent on what you know, your history of how you respond to certain things or how, you know, you've shown that you can handle certain things, right? So that, you know, they want to know that you're not going to be super uptight about something they say or, right? Or it's going to, you know... For sure. Or that you can handle it emotionally, you know, um, otherwise they might not bother. No, right, because... And that's not a, that's not a judgment. It's, it's just an awareness... Um, if they're hearing you say too many things that are in judgment of things that are going on in their lives, or if you if they hear you talking about, you know, in a dramatic fashion about some other kid that did something and they're like, well, I did that too. I'm not going to tell her that. I'm not going to tell you that, right? You know, just so just be careful. Just be open, curious. We always say this. Attend and, your general vibe. And um, yeah, and just, you know, and be chill. Otherwise, they don't have the bandwidth to navigate your emotions. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> if you right. Really, if you really want them to open up to you, uh, show them that you that they can. And you know, we're we're giving a lot to this one question, but there's a lot here. Oh, this this, yeah, this question is a question. good general question. Um, meet your child where they are on this too. Um, so, you know, one thing a lot of parents will do is if their child says, oh, a lot of kids are like, you know, smoking in my class or not many kids are studying. Oh, well, that's no good because a lot of parents want to jump in and interrupt and talk about, you know, like either their class or why that's bad or why that's good instead of just like, oh, tell me more about that. Just chill. And usually 
very little talking is required here. If you're trying to understand what your child's world is like, the last thing you need to hear is you. <laughs> right. The more, so once, once you get them going, and they might move at a real slow clip. They might give you little sound bites here and there. Take them and run with them. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and take what you get and say, all right, cool. And if you can tell they're done, let them be done. Let yeah. them be done. Kids, kids in, in the hallways, kids online, kids who are texting and talking on Snapchat, they don't work always in these long, drawn-out conversations. Sometimes you're, you're going to get that. But more often, it's going to be quick. And if you get good or fine on some, some days, sometimes that's all we want to say, too. So sometimes it's like you're, you're in a bad mood or you're tired or you just don't feel like talking about it. You know what I mean? Like, so allow that sometimes, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't need to know everything. Yeah, the, the hardest thing is some, for all of us is, you know, we're all trying to figure this out. And we're all trying to do this better. Um, it is... When you hear the thing, some of the things to, you know, our anxiety goes up. And you kind of don't know. You don't want to overreact. You don't want to underreact. You don't want to. Right. You don't want them, them to see the shock on your face. You want to be cool. Right. You want to be. Um, but and, and just. Oh, yeah. Just, so they're having sex. Right. Like right on. Said, cool. Right. I get it. Don't. You don't. You don't say too many things. And. 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 A great reminder, like we always, always want to do, it's so hard not to, is if they say something that they're struggling with, they say something that's hard to hear, they say that they're sad, that they're scared, that it's something they don't like about themselves. Especially like don't. their body, their, you know, their, their look, their appearance. It's hard I probably really suck at this. You're the worst. <laughs> don't <laughs> just acknowledge and don't tell them how awesome they are, how beautiful they are, how, you know, if they don't have any friends, it's it's because no one gets not it. Not in that moment anyway. You know, not in that moment because that just means, oh, mom, your anxiety is... is Overwhelming you. Is front and center here and... You can't stand to hear this, so I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, I'll go somewhere else because you're obviously – you're a paid endorsement. And now. it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Oh, listen. Yeah, nod to parents of kids of any age. This is hard, and it's kind of getting harder. That's part of the reason um, – that's part of the reason for the book. That's part of the reason we're going to do some Q&A here is it is hard, man. It, it is hard not to try to impose your will because there are threats to your kids' well-being out there. But – we're missing what the inoculation is. We think it's going to be our words when it's more. As, we think it's our mouths and it's our ears. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's our mouths, but it's our ears. Yeah, it's getting harder. The stuff is getting harder to hear, and it's probably going to continue to get harder to hear. So you have to work hard, you know, read this book. You'll be informed so you you won't be gobsmacked at everything. Um, and if your kid knows that you know all this stuff, then they can talk to you. Yep. If you're saying... Uh, Especially if you don't tweak. Old, yeah, if you're tweaking and saying, you know, old-fashioned things 
or like oh i don't like the rap music <laughs> no honey don't talk to me no more about that i don't that. know why i said old-fashioned but i kind of like it um if then you are you'll you're out you're out and um you're and this is gonna be hard to hear but it's true you're very likely an adversary, whether you choose to be or not, whether you want to be or not, and that is the last place your child needs you in the in the bad guy role. Your child needs you in the ally role. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's one question. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, it's a big question. No, it's a, it's a it's a it's a big question. It's an important question, and I don't know that anything we said is superfluous. There's probably a lot more we could say. No, and and I think too, like sometimes, you know certain kids with certain parents it, it, it's hard for them to have those conversations and in, in a way that's okay but again the more informed we are and the more our kids know that we know what's up the m more likely they are to come to us but also don't be s too hard on yourself if your kid does choose you know to go if you know you're the mom if you're son goes to your husband or his brother a little bit more just make sure they know you they can come to you and yes. maybe just keep saying that yes and um uh I, I worked with a mom recently who has a 15 and a 16 year old um and she said oh it's too late for me to start having those conversations so one thing i want to be really clear about is it's never too late so what we, we worked on how she can begin that talk with her and part of it was resetting how she talks to them so she effectively sat them down one by one and said listen we're not we haven't done a lot of talking about your life and what it's like but i'm i'm gonna want to talk to you about that and i want to understand you and and know so i'm gonna ask you questions here and there um just just a little reset like you know because i because I, I get i've been out for a while I'm, i i want to get back in that's great that's like super really meta great. right just yeah. just be really upfront about it. I love that because and sometimes it's a good to even say, and, and she does this too. She'll say, all right, here, here's a question that is uncomfortable for me to ask. And she'll ask about like sex or vaping or whatever, you know, and she'll, but she'd be really honest about how she feels about it. But I'm going to ask because I want to know and I don't get it. I love that. And then kids, it, will t kids will take it from there. I love that because it also, it reminds me of all the assumptions we make about each other in a family, in a family that lives in the same house. And your kid might have a, a, a narrative, undoubtedly has some narrative about you and about what you can handle and about what you know and about what you, how chill you are or are not. So you should address that directly. And you know, yeah, you can say, hey, I've kind of sucked at this, or hey, I know you think I'm a big dork, but I actually, I don't know, I smoked weed when I was in high school, and I, blah, whatever, I don't know, maybe be a little bit forthcoming about what you went through and how you felt about it, and, and you can reset that way, I love that. So I'm, I'm smiling. You because, are smiling. Oh yeah, because you know, uh, there are parents listening to us right now saying, Oh, hell nah. I'm not going to disclose that I smoked weed or that I drank at 17 because I'm giving tacit permission right there for them to do that and use that as ammunition against me. Do not buy into that line, man. Like that, that is not true. Um, the more open and self-disclosing you are, the more your kid will understand that you understand something about their world. And 
that you're open, that you're an open book, and they can th then they feel more open to talk to you about their experiences. No doubt at all. Absolutely. Think about it. Even in a conversation. And they're not naive. They're not naive. They know. No, they're not naive. <laughs> and you just think about it in any relationship, in a friend relationship. The more self-disclosing someone else is, first of all, the more you're on their team, right? So picture your yeah. kid and you say, oh my gosh, I this happened to me when I was in high school. And you know, it's in the book not to say, I know everything that you're going through because I was a kid once too. That's super not the case anymore. <clears throat> but just tell a story about something that happened to you and how you felt so they know you get it on some level on and some that you're level. not coming from just parental energy and judgment, you know, and cluelessness yep. because, yeah, I love that. I love that. Be super meta about it. Like, this is really hard for me to talk about, but gosh, I want to know. Yep. Can you help me? And yeah. you always say kids love to teach. They love kids are good to teachers. inform. Kids are not good at being interrogated. They will, they will shut you out. And keep in mind, parents a lot of times, you know, get really frustrated and they're like, you know, well, I want to know. You're going to tell me kids you don't get to decide that, you know, Anymore. The, the power, you, because we we were all parented to some extent by fear, right? So, you know, and our parents knew a lot. Well, okay, you say that. I just, uh, you say that. And yes, yeah, some people were, uh, my parents were more, don't really tell me, you know, don't really tell me about that. Um, just kind of look the other way. And I think you told me you didn't out. do anything when you were a teenager. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> right, right. Don't don't tell I me did right. A lot so of so, so right, but don't pretend you understand their experience. That's the point, right? Don't pretend you know their experience. Be inquisitive. Oh, you don't. You don't. <laughs> I mean, that's the conclusion we've come to and that's what I've learned from this book, helping with this book, reading this book, editing this book. Um we don't know and and kind of nobody knows how little we know. No, it's true. It's true. So just sit with that. Yep. Good. Nobody knows how little... It doesn't seem like anybody knows how little we know as parents. Okay, so... And it's striking how much your kids know. It's really cool when you get them talking. So thri enjoy that. Enjoy that part. Absolutely. Okay, cool. All right, this is a completely different... Um, Topic. This is a completely different question we made up. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are real, real questions. Okay, so another mom um, sent me this article, and it was about a boy who ate basically, I just put a little blurb part of it here, So, but it was basically about a boy who was losing his sight because all he ate were French fries, potato chips. Oh, that was in the paper today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she said, can I read this to my kids, and her kids are littler. They're like second grade, third grade. Can I read this to my kid? Can I tell my kids that if they eat, just eat French fries and potato chips and hot dogs, they're going to go blind? <laughs> she said, can I read this to my grade school kids to convince them that, um, to eat better, or is this too aggressive? No, not too aggressive. Um, again, you need to be, part, part of parenting is setting a tone. The most important thing you can do is set a tone that is collegial and loving and playful. And so you don't have to do that 
as a PowerPoint presentation. You know what I mean? Like this doesn't have to be some formal thing, but you can say, here's, here's one of the reasons it's really important that nutrition is in your body. You know what I mean? Because this freaked me out when I read it. Check this out, you guys. Oh, yeah, I like that. Real quick, you know, not like, I'm going to read this to you now. You know, just yeah. like, here's an article about a boy who I think is going blind because he only eats garbage. You know what I mean? Like, right, because I remember they used to say, um, you know, the, what were the, some of the threats that you, if you, well, I don't know. If what, you swallow chewing gum, you're, it's going to yeah, grow in your stomach. Yeah, 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 and yeah. It's stuff gonna, like that. And we didn't, that didn't have any effect on us when we were little. So False. There was a kid who died in my neighborhood, and everybody knows it. <laughs> no, so if you say to your kids, if you just eat potato chips, you're going to go blind. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess some sensitive child might be scarred for life, and that would be horrible. But, yeah, I like that. Just say, gosh, I read this. And, and actually, tests showed the, that his body was deficient in nutrients, including B12. You know, so you can read it, say it like that. Oh, he didn't get some vitamins he needed for his eyes. Right. So here's the vitamins we need. Sweetly. <laughs> right. Say it sweetly and then make jo- – you, you can be light about it in the next meal and say, you know, like, I'm having some carrots. <laughs> Looks like I'm not going blind anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> Enjoy your fries, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Serious. And I'm not joking. I mean, you can be that fun and playful with kids, and then they'll get the message. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have – when we lecture kids is where we lose them now. You know what I mean? And here's the interesting thing about an article like that. If you sit your seven-year-old or your eight- or nine-year-old down tomorrow, if you're listening to this podcast once we post it, and say, hey, here's a story about a kid who ate French fries, oh, yeah, and went blind? I know about that. Oh, right. Your kid's going to know that story. So, so you know, 99% of the things that you think you're going to introduce into your kid's life, chances are they're going to finish. They know the punchline. So, you know, that's be prepared that they already know. Well, okay. These these are her kids are little, so um, let's just consider that for a moment. Um, they're probably not reading that article. Okay. So so how do you touch? It, does, it doesn't mean they're not hearing it. It doesn't mean they're not seeing a news show. It doesn't mean they're not reading it um, if they can read. So you can you can impart that information. Kids are really smart. You give them the credit. They'll understand it, but not in a you know lectury mommy way <laughs> no, more in a like fun like just i don't know right in a lighter not in a fun way. way you know or like you know hey here's why we're having carrots tonight <laughs> you know what i mean yeah because <laughs> some boy's going blind because he's eating fries you know and you, you can kind of keep leave it at that you know keep it keep it light yeah even though the story's not light and it's horrifying I mean, but you don't want your kids to be horrified. Where you don't want your kids to be horrified. No. You want to just say, this, maybe, you know, this little boy got sick because he didn't have the vitamins his body needed, exactly. which would probably go right over their heads, too. But anyway. Right. Right. So, yeah. No, I think, so, you, I think, I think the, the intriguing part is going blind. I mean, you know, like that's the story that's going around. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think it's okay to bring that in without terrifying your kids. Um, but you want to make sure that they get the message gently. Don't spend an hour on it. Spend a minute on it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, another fantastic question from a dad. Um, this is really good, and this is another large question, but great. So it's, he said it's back-to-school question. There are normal anxiety issues slash problems with the return to school, and then there are more serious issues. How do you tell the difference... 
And how do you keep from overreacting to the normal issues right. um, in a way that might make it a bigger issue than it is? Great question, right? Great so, question. So, so we acknowledge – actually, I was listening to one of our older podcasts. You know, everything is anxiety, anxiety, depression, depression, blah, blah, blah. So sometimes I think the normal things that make us anxious or nervous or, you know um, – we don't want to put them all under the same umbrella. Nope, nope. We don't Great wanna, question. We don't want to pathologize. We, we don't even necessarily want to pathologize anxiety right. or depression, right? Some of these things are pretty normal. Beginning of the school year, let's face it, any, a big change like that is anxiety-provoking, especially you think about how many times a kid changes schools, right? I start, uh, you know, I go to my kindergarten school. I go to my first grade school. I go to my middle school. I go to my high school. I go to my college. There's a bunch of changes that are big new school ton more people those are really anxiety provoking so the first few weeks finding your way around meeting people who do i sit with in the cafeteria which is massive all these things are really anxiety provoking for virtually every kid the most confident kid first day has butterflies, a little panicky, a little nervous about walking in, you know, like, oh, my God, I don't know these kids or who's going to be in my homeroom or whatever. And um, and some kids are going to react more strongly than others. So you got to be prepared for that. And you don't want to amplify their anxiety with yours, for one thing, right? Because we worry about our kids when they're starting something new, too. So the first thing as parents is, be cool. Be, you know, just just relax and trust that by and large, things are probably going to be fine. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like so, kids need a few weeks to adapt and adjust and figure it out. You know, so um, don't be all over them right away. Let them give them a little berth to figure some things out on their own. Right. Check, and, check in with them. Yeah. But you don't have to be on top of them. You know what I mean? They're already there. They're already heightened. Right. That makes me think of the vibe in your home. Pay attention to the vibe in your home, the feeling in your home. Sanctuary. Yeah, sanctuary. What are they walking in the door to? Are they walking in the door? Are you there? Or is someone there? Are you, do you light up? They are overwhelmed and they don't have a lot of bandwidth. So bake some cookies, man, or just be, make, have home be a place where they can refuel and unplug and energetically be that, right? And, and by the way, like, yes, absolutely 100%. And bake some cookies, that, that, that throwaway moment, it's a heavy homework night. Is it, is, it, is it cookie night? Are we doing it? That break is big. You know what I mean? That, that, that break where you're there and just a 10 minute, let's talk about things. Let's chill out and just talk about something different. Laugh. Yeah. yeah. Laugh. Let's just do family stuff. You know, let's talk about sports or news or whatever else is going on in the world or what else is going on in the family. Talk about that stuff for a minute, make it a real break. Um, and do not, you know, don't drill down any harder because your kid's already coming into these weeks overwhelmed. So there's a part of this question that is good that says, when do I know I have a problem here? Right. So you, you know your kids well, and you will see, you, you know how she was when she started school last year. And if you see a marked difference, I, I don't want to go tomorrow. I'm scared. Or I'm, I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You get mm-hmm. that a, a couple times yeah. in a row. Um, 
then it starts to ha- time to ask questions like, you know, well, I noticed you haven't felt good a couple of times. And sometimes when we get nervous, you know, our bodies react. So is there something going on in one of the classes or with one of your friends or something? You know, because yeah. you, you usually feel fine going to school. Yeah. Without accusation, just concern, just like, tell me, tell me what's up. Cause this is, this isn't like you, this isn't what normally happens, you know? Um, and then kids tend to tend to open up and say, you know, like, yeah, you know, there's something going on. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm lost in math. And, and if your kid doesn't give you anything, you can throw out a couple ideas. You can say like, you know, Hey, sometimes some of these classes are so hard. I remember my, and I, t- I remember telling my son when I took chemistry in high school, and I tell this story to kids all the time. This is true. I was anxious every single day because once we got past the periodic table and onto formulas, I was lost from the minute I sat down. Wow. Lost. Yeah. You know, and that is a horrible feeling. You know what I mean? And so, and kids feel that sometimes in a class, and that makes them want to opt out of the whole day. You know, but yep. if you, if you can get them talking about that. Then you can start to problem solve. Okay, well, what can we do about that? Maybe you can go in early and talk to the teacher. Maybe we can hire a tutor. I can sit down and learn some of this stuff with you. You know, yeah. maybe we can figure it out together. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, you did a lot of that. Oh, that's one of my favorite things. <laughs> it is. Listen, man. Or John will come to your house and I read the book come. with your child. <laughs> Listen, it, John it, likes it, to yeah, yeah. So, get so, involved. Right. Uh, definitely, just text me immediately on my Facebook page and I will show up, <laughs> just have a spare textbook and I will sit next to your kid for four hours until two in the morning and figure it out. We were up at our friend's lake house and um, Grace, their daughter was, um, she had her, was she reading her summer reading as all of our kids always do, finishing her summer reading at the, Well into the school year. It, no, it was Labor like Day right weekend. before the school year. But you knew the book. What was it? Um, how to read literature like a professor, like an English professor. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, John, you could see him just lit up like a Christmas tree at the thought that he might be able to get involved somehow. Grace, let's annotate. <laughs> let's annotate. Let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, what a great question and what a great reminder um, that there's so much that's new. There's so much they're nervous about. There's so much that can kind of, when they're so overwhelmed, you know, they don't have a lot of, the littlest thing can kind of tank them. So if you can just be, uh, again, a sanctuary, if you can be chill, if you can be, you know, keep your anxiety down and not like freak out that they said that they didn't have it, you know, sit with anyone at lunch or freak out if they say they don't like their teacher or, you know, just it's, it's not easy. No, it's not but easy. But if, you, if you're cognizant, I love this reminder and I love this question. If you're cognizant to just try to stay chill. You know, not like make sure they know you're there with them, yeah. you know, that you are available. But, um, yeah. And if they're struggling with a class or something, usually my go-to, like, next prompt is something along the lines of, you know what? Let's let's give it a week or two. It's really early, and if we need to, we'll talk to your advisor and figure something else out. Like you know, in other words, there is no problem that we can't fix. There's no yes. problem that we together can't fix. That's the point. That if you want to drill something home with your really anxious kid, it's that. You know what I mean? It's like, we're, we're honey, in this we'll, together. We'll figure this we're, out. we're in this together. Yeah. And not. And I know you didn't mean and this. And I mean. You, your child, and me, if necessary. <laughs> there's no paper we John Duffy can't help you write. No, but you're not saying there's no problem you have I won't fix for you. No. You're saying I'm your I'm your ally. We got this. Whatever 
you're struggling with, you're, we're good, and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out together. Not, and, and to punctuate the point you just made, not only am I not saying you're going to solve the problem, but if it's like a matter of like, okay, well, um, maybe we need to talk to the chemistry teacher, it's your child's talking to the chemistry teacher. You know what I mean? Like you can coach her through it. You can talk about, you know, what you want to say. How do you want to talk about it? If you're nervous about it, oh, just go ahead and do it. That's that's a, that's a teacher's job. No big deal. But you do not be the one to do that. Let, your child will be the one to do that. And I will say this, um, no judgment to anybody who uses them. But were it up to me to eliminate the portal that shows you whether your child did homework yesterday, I would, I would eliminate that. Yeah. I, I would much prefer that you talk to your child. Everything done? Are you good? You know what I mean? And trust that that's the case unless something, a report card or your child or a teacher shows you otherwise. So, and so don't assume there's a problem. Also, don't assume everything's okay because your child's not saying anything. So check in. So how, how is school going? Are, are, are we good? You know, ask from a genuine place of like, you know, I really want to know you're not in trouble. You know what I mean? I just want to know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And this, as I'm listening to this, it is. Layered? It's textured? It's layered. And I always say it's not easy, but. But it's simple. In it's some ways, s- it's simple or maybe it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, It's either simple or incredibly complex. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah. Try, you know, keeping your anxiety at bay and um, and just trying to create some sanctuary while they figure it out is, I think, a great play. It's yep. a great tip. And I would say expect that the first three weeks or so, you're going to see a spike in anxiety. You're going to be you might you might see a little irritability. Um a lot of kids are going to tell you they don't like it. They don't want to be there. Acknowledge that. Yep. Um, oh, then, right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, there's don't, that don't, acknowledge piece. You know, like, like, if they, when oh, they say, but you love your school, yeah, honey, yeah, and you love yeah. that teacher. And, you know, like, no, just acknowledge, like, you know, no, I know. It's a tough adjustment, man. And, you know, seventh grade, it's tough. That's a hard one. One thing to remember is that sometimes if a kid can just say the thing, say the thing, the terrible thing, the terrible thought they're having, the terrible fear they're having. Um, they can say, you know, I hate school. I think I want to transfer. I don't like it here. Um, uh, I'm, I'm afraid, uh, you know, I don't know, rush starts tomorrow and I'm terrified. If they can say the things and get them out of their minds, that's all they need. Yep. So that is uh, just, I think, further clarity on why you have to be a good listener. And let them know that you can hold that for them. They can say it and get it out of their head. And if you I know blow that it that, off, then they're carrying it around. And yeah. it amplifies in their mind. And if you are coming back at them with, oh, no, honey, blah, blah, blah. You're awesome. And you're beautiful. And you're really smart. And you are you love this. You love your You love science. If you're coming back at that, again, they're holding it still. They're oh, holding hell. it. Yeah. So maybe that's a you're little throwing it back at them. further clarity. And maybe that helps, can help us do it because it's hard. Let them say the thing and just hold it for them. Like I love with that. a smile on your face and light in your eyes, take it and hold it. Um, that, and that might be all they need. Amen. I love Amen, it. Amen, right? Yep, yep.
like so, that. yeah, I, I think I think that answers that question. So you can hear um, th that we have a few themes here, right? You know what I mean in terms of in terms of parenting. So overall, the the overarching thing is we don't want to lay our anxieties on our kids. We want to listen way more than we talk. Um, we don't want to make many assumptions, right? We we don't want to assume everything's fine. And we don't want to assume everything's horrible. I mean, it, so parenting is a little bit of a tightrope walk. But um, the more open you are, and I overuse the word available. And authentic. And copy, I'll cop to that. But, yes, wholly authentic and curious. Um, and and that, that word is so critical because kids respond with brightness to curiosity. Um Kids respond with a brick wall to an interrogation, and there and the difference it feels um, like a hairline, but it's actually massive. You know what and I mean? And I have watched lately a couple times. You know, the lights go out in kids' eyes. I see them come on, and I see them go off, and um, you know, look for that. It's actually a good gauge. Yep. Yeah, you can tell when a kid's engaged and, and when they're not. Watch your kid when you're lecturing at her, <laughs> and you'll see the lights go up. Well, that virtually guaranteed, you know. Um, but if she's talking and you're listening, the lights are on. Yeah, yeah that's great. You're in the groove. Um, so uh, that's all we have time for. Yeah, we have several more questions. Okay, let's do one more. I know we're running long, but let's. I have one more great question, and it actually comes with a great suggestion that I love, so I really want to get this in. So the question comes from Karen Muff. <laughs> Hi, Karen. In Manhattan Beach, California, how do you stay connected with your college kid without annoying them? It's a great question. Seriously great question because it's easy to annoy them. Um, my favorite technique on a moment-to-moment, day-to-day basis, which you don't have to do constantly, is just a quick text. Yeah. Morning. You know, uh, Cubs won. Yeah, we texted, well, still to this day, we, we share texts with George every day. And, it's, you know, it's stunning to us. or We notice it if it doesn't happen. But it's typically like about the Cubs, Cubs score. Oh, you know, Schwarbaum, you know, just something you have in common, a funny, you know, a funny meme. So this, is, this is something you like or, you know, hey, have a great day. You know what I mean? Something like that. Like I worked with, I worked with a dad earlier this week who um, he texts his daughter who's away at college. Um, I love you. Have a great day. You know, um, who can argue with that? You know what I mean? That's a pretty sweet start to a day, you know, like having somebody tell you I love you and have a great day. And he means it. And then she usually sends something pithy back, like whatever. <laughs> I love, they, I love texting they, for that. Yeah, texting is – so texting is underrated for that. So if you're anti-texting, I encourage you to shift parties on that, you know, because that is really, really useful. And then the occasional FaceTime call, even if it's just quick, a quick check-in. Yeah, I say um, get your eyes on them. Uh, Every week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You need to see their sweet faces. Um, no, For your I, sake as much as theirs. And they like, they, they, they'll want to see you. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, no, texting, even, you know, with 
everyone with friends with you. It's a great. It feels connected. It really does. It, yeah. If you share a joke with someone and they text back, I do that all the time. It feels like you're, you you know your friends are in your pocket or your parents you know or your kids in your pocket or something like it feels good. Um, and wait, can, she can, has. Oh wait, can I add yeah. one thing here? So um, for those of you who feel. So this is something I've noticed over the past few years. For those of you who feel like your relationship with your child who's heading off to college is a little fragmented, this texting bit is a great way mm -hmm. to work your way back into his or her life. I mean, and it works. Like, you know, I, I can think of a family I worked with about a year ago, and the rift between parent and child, I'm going to be cagey here just a mm -hmm. little bit, was deep. And then they started making jokes even about the rift. Like, you know, like, wouldn't this be about the time when we would start screaming at each other? And, you know, I would see these threats because every once in a while, like, the dad would send me, like, you know, like, can you believe this? And it yeah. was like, oh, my God, really? That's working so well? So this is one of those it's never too late things. And if you feel like the parent that's a little step out, this is a great time to step in just a little bit with a little a little funny, a little love, a little whatever, you know, that will get you somewhere and the connection, afraid connection will become solid again. Awesome, I love it. Um, and so wait, she has this great suggestion that I love that I'll share that's a happy, happy way to end this. Um, so she, what she does with, she gets together with a bunch of her friends in Manhattan Beach, and they um, they make care packages for all their kids at art college, and they do it three times a year. So everyone they meet up and everyone brings a little thing, like you know she said like Girl Scout cookies. Well, here I'll just read it. Oh, and they send a care them? package. Team up with friends of his or hers. Everyone bring an item enough for all the kids, like Girl Scout cookies or Christmas lights or Post-it notes, you know whatever. And then the kids have to guess which parents sent sent what. They started doing this and. Oh, and all the kids know all the parents. These yeah, are like so yeah. your high school friends at different yeah, different colleges. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and so she said the kids, um, some of the kids that are out of college, they still want these boxes. I just thought that was such a cute idea. Brilliant. So they're, they're getting these fun, um, these fun care packages. It's a touch of home, and they know that all these moms or dads got together and made these care packages and sent them out. And it's just kind of a fun game. Like, who do you think put the you know, lollipops in or whatever. I right, just right. love that. I love that. That, that kind of reminds me of like what we do. I, and I think we did through college with like a couple of different families, the Doherty's, the Collins's, where we would have group group chats with all of us. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And everyone. So if there was a bit that we would all get, we would just drop that in there. But the care package thing, that's that that's a step above. Yeah. It's, and Karen says it's easy with you, the post office, because you can ship the boxes for like 10 bucks. So genius. Way to go, Karen. Karen. Um, enthusiasm Muff gives us a great idea for our podcast. <laughs> we should have the Karen Muff enthusiasm segment every time. But yeah, that's a great idea. I love right. it. Brilliant. Made me happy. Brilliant. So we will we'll be back in a week or two with more messages or yes. more questions. So and if you have questions, Julie, where can people send them? Because. You're way more savvy about this stuff than I. I know. We. I. I was thinking. How about we, my Facebook page? Um, oh, like Doctor John, the Doctor John Duffy Facebook page. Like the Doctor John Duffy Facebook page. Um, I think. I mean, I never do stuff like that unless someone tells me to. So that would be great. Um, and we'll be communicating there. We're going to do. I think. Uh, 
a more interactive, like John talks once a week, Q&A, live thing. We'll make an announcement about that. But like the Dr. John Duffy Facebook page. And, yeah, you can write him there, right? Ask him questions there. And we'll address him here. Yeah. Um, we need a better podcast, Gmail. But, um, or John G. Duffy at drjohnduffy.com. Perfect. All right. All right, guys. All right. Love you, honey. Thanks for listening. Love um, you, honey. Good luck out there. Have a good year. We love you. Yeah. Have a good year, guys.